Love Talk Radio. Welcome to the Bob Eaton Show, where we tell our stories our way. Right here at KBOB 89.9 FM. Also, we're live streaming at uh, KBOB 899. Oh, Sherry, she didn't, she didn't change microphones on. Yeah. <laughs> so hey, how we doing? Male parent, yeah, please. what's going on with you? Not much, not much. Let me see where that ring coming from. There we go. So, how was your day? Today was very um, busy, you know, making those phone calls, those Monday morning phone calls and that type of thing. I don't know why I'm getting That's a ring from your microphone. Hold on. I don't know. Now, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, That's okay. Better. That's better. What did you do? I know. I had to turn the radio down. <laughs> you always had a radio. I know. There's always something going on. So, you say today was what? Today was busy. Administrative type of things around the house. and. Yeah. You know, just just chill everyday one day. Yeah. Stuff, huh? Yeah, everyday stuff. Making phone calls to people I had made Friday. Right. So yeah, basically doing that. Mm-hmm. That's so what's that's going a, on. Just a, just a you Monday. Know, well, I had an interview with uh the LeBron James crew were here. Yeah. You know, he's doing a documentary. Okay. And some information about Black Wall Street. Mm-hmm. And so they came over here and talked to an old school brother. Yeah, I know they had already talked to Pastor Turner and all oh, of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. so they already got to them, I think. Uh, the LeBron crew, James, I don't know. I'm gonna get him on. We're gonna get him on here in a minute. Okay. Okay. But uh, meanwhile, hey, you know, tell us a little bit about this lawsuit that's going on with uh, Yates. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, okay, I'm, just let me just go through the basics. Go, yeah, go through quick. the basics and tell everybody what's going on. Yeah, a Tulsa police major is suing. Several media companies for publishing comments he made in a radio interview in June. Among the companies are Comcast, NBC's parent company. In an interview on Talk Radio, that's an NPR radio show, mm-hmm. um, 1170 with Pat Campbell, Tulsa Police Major Travis Yates said, Data shows systemic racism doesn't exist. And all the research says we are shooting African-Americans about 24% less than we ought to based <laughs> on the crimes being committed, oh. unquote. Mm. Now, you know, those those are, you know, that's what he said. So it says and these, yeah, these and other comments were what led Tulsa Mayor G.T. Bynum to call for Yates to make an 
to make a clarification and apologize to Tolson. During the interview, Campbell reminded listeners he have, but as a private citizen, Campbell and Yates touched on police, police brutality and George Floyd's case. So it says in the lawsuit, Yates claims some of his comments were taken out of context in headlines and is asking for more than $70,000 in civil relief. In a statement to Two Works for You, Public Radio, Tulsa General Manager Rich Fisher mm. said, we have confidence in and stand by our reporting. Otherwise, we do not comment on ongoing litigation. The fact that he said, we don't shoot them enough. We yeah, in other words, hey, we don't. Sh- we, we, that we, is, we low. That's we, we crazy. Last time we ought to be shooting them. Enough. Why would he so, even make like, a statement wow. like that, period? You know, just take the numbers. Like it's sort of like no one's getting sick from COVID. COVID's not real. In the meantime, mm-hmm. people die from COVID. So that's the mentality. Yeah, we're at, I heard we had two hundred thousand now. Man, I wrote on my calendar that we would reach twenty two hundred thousand in like April twenty twenty one. I didn't realize it was gonna happen that fast. That was crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. That is crazy. It is so crazy. Well, so, hey, we got a great show going on today. We got the one and only Pastor Robert Turner's in the building of the historic uh, Vernon AME Church on Greenwood, Black Wall Street. He's in the house, and we're going to be bringing him up here in a minute. I'm excited. I'm always excited when Pastor come here, and you know he lay it down. Yeah, that's what he do. He also. So what were you talking about with well, the um, the guys that were here earlier, the LeBron James people? Um, okay. <clears throat> Anything in particular you want to well, share with us? They came and interviewed me and came in here and the crew came in here because, you know, LeBron is doing a documentary about Black Wall Street, mm-hmm. something like that, of that, that nature. Mm-hmm. And somebody my, threw my little name out there and, go see you know, mm-hmm. go see him over at the radio station. So they mm-hmm. came over here mm-hmm. and spent a couple of hours with me, mm-hmm. you know, and they were just, wow, this happened. Ah, this is that. And yeah. so I was just giving young people information, right. what they say, news you can use, right. you know, and uh, sharing some of the history right. uh, about Black Wall Street and North Tulsa in general. general right. You know, right. so some things over here about North Tulsa that yeah. took place back in the 60s and 70s and things like that. So they were asking all of these questions, you know. Uh, they didn't even know that uh, Gap Band stood for Greenwood Arch and Pine Street. You know, they didn't even know. They didn't know until somebody, you know, they was like, wow, you know, they're not from here. Like gap teeth or something. Yeah. Right. So they didn't know a lot of stuff, you know. Wow. And I was talking. Well, they knew some things from what people had told them them. because Mm -hmm. they interviewed with some real prominent people in our community. You know, Chief and Vanessa and Christy, they had already been to them. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know if they came to Pastor Turner or not. Yeah, no, so they did come to Pastor Turner for what I understand. So I'm pretty sure their heads were full full of all yeah. kind of information by the time they got to me. Right. I, it's it's amazing. We have such a rich history that's been hidden for years, for years and years. Well, the pimple has burst. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That, that point, that ain't a pimple. That's an abscess. <laughs> abscess. Hey, abscess it's is oozing. Ugh, it's oozing out now. Ugh. Nasty. Oh, yeah, that's that's the nursing come out of me, Pastor. Mm-hmm. Forgive me. <laughs> it's just like, no, that's no longer a pimple. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Oh my so God. We got so much. You know, we got so much history here mm-hmm. in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I mean, it's like crazy. Matter of fact, I think we got just as much or more history 
here in Tulsa than even over in Oklahoma City. Probably. You know, probably. You know, probably. I've heard that before. That massacre is big news, you know, so, and it's coming ahead right now, and it, it's just crazy. The climate that we're in mm. and the fact that something has been hidden yeah. like that for so long, and people are... It, I want people to understand people have been coming to Tulsa for a while now to learn about the history. Yeah, they have. They pop up. You see some people coming through and they want to go down there and they're surprised at what they see. Right. You know, but it is what it is. Yeah. You know, and the devastation that they've done to try to erase the history, you know, with the freeway coming through and OSU come down buying up everything. So we got all that. We're going to be talking about a lot of that too. And we're going to be talking about the good news, you know, uh, there's a mural down there now that's up. So Pastor Turner <clears throat> is going to be talking about that. So we're going to take a little break. Okay. And we're going to come back and bring him on, and we're going to get into it. All right. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. So this is Janetta Cole with Sunday Dinner and More by Janet, your weekend soul spot. Every Saturday and Sunday from 11 a.m. until 4 p.m. We're located 531 East Apache in the historic Apache Circle Center. Of course, during these times, it's carry-out only, but you can call 918-951-5143. That's Sunday Dinner and More by Janice. P&J Publishing Incorporated announces a new book release. The Entrepreneurial Woman. The World is Your Playground by Angela K. Chambers, MES. Available right now for pre-order at payhip.com slash B slash N B capital A capital C. The book release is set to hit June 1st, 2020. If you're ready to publish your book, visit us online at www.pnjpublishing.com. Unleash that book that's inside of you with PNJ Publishing. Searching for ways to grow your business, or perhaps you would like to invest in Tulsa's African American community, the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce is a great place to start. The Chamber was created to serve and increase the visibility of needs in our community. It is an umbrella organization for local businesses, the Tulsa Juneteenth Festival, BWS Black Women in Business, and the Grassroots Economic Development Fund known as BWS The Power Group. For more information about the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce or to donate to The Power Group, visit bwschamber.com. All right, we're back here on KBOB 89.9, the Bobby Eaton Show, every Monday, Wednesday, 6 p.m., and on Saturdays from 12 to 2 in the studio. Pastor Robert Turner, how are we doing there, sir? I'm hanging in here, Brother Eden. How are you? you you're hanging? Yes, sir. I mean, busy day today? Very busy. Very busy, huh? Yes, indeed. Yeah, you're a moving shaker. You got you trying to put it in, huh? Fighting for justice. Yeah, that's what it is. So, what's going on down on Greenwood right now? They got a lot of talk, you know, about this recent structure of Muriel that's went up. Tell our audience what it's all about and, how, and why they need to go down there and read it. Yes, we just last week, the Tulsa Community Remembrance Coalition. Okay. In partnership with the Equal Justice Initiative, 
uh, unveiled the historical marker uh, from the 1921 race massacre, which details in explicit language and verbiage the horror and tragedy of what occurred here in Tulsa, in Greenwood, May 31st through June the 1st, uh, 1921. And as horrific as the verbiage is, uh, the massacre is still, and, and I tell anybody, it, the, the horror of the massacre cannot be encapsulated on a marker. It is so terrible uh, what happened, but this marker details as explicitly as the space was allotted. Wow. Uh, just what terrible deeds occurred um, here in Tulsa in 1921. I would encourage people to read the backside too, Pastor, because I didn't, I didn't even notice there was a backside to it. Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't either. When I first went over there, I got to go read the backside of it. Yes. Please take pictures of it. Take pictures with yourself in it. Uh, So this is something that we can pass down to our children and our grandchildren, um, just this history that this city has tried to hide uh, for far too long. They have. Right. Yeah, they're hiding. You know, they're good at hiding stuff. Yes. You know, this city right here, man. It It would be really, like, over the top if they could do the same type of marker on Standpipe Hill. Yes, uh, there are several other markers that's good. coming. Okay, thank and, you. Um, that's a great, great suggestion, sister. Great suggestion. You say several of them are coming. Yes, okay, yes. And because it's, it's as I stated, you can't put the whole history on one marker. Right, it right. is just yes, too much. And even if you had a thousand marks, I mean, just the stories. We had ten thousand people here in Greenwood that were displaced, that were. You know, mm-hmm. either homes burned. We had a th- 1,259 plus homes burned to the ground. We had over That's a lot of homes. Exactly. A lot of homes, mm-hmm. right? right? We had over 600 <clears throat> businesses mm-hmm. that were destroyed. 18, eight, we had over 36 square blocks That's right? Right. Mm-hmm. that were destroyed overnight. And 10,000 folks made homeless in 18 hours. 18 hours of terror. Uh, so you can't, I mean, and even my angry was, white mob, my angry white mob, this was complete racial, racial terror, right? I mean, in the instances of women who were pregnant with children who had an anger, racist white mob approached them, cut the baby out the uh, woman's uh, stomach, exactly threw the baby, threw the fetus on the ground, stumps the fetus with their foot, smashes the skull. Of this unborn child. That's why miss me with all this rights of the unborn now that we get from some certain evangelicals because we had unborn children ripped out of their mother's stomach oh, during yeah. the race massacre. Yeah. And none of them have, none of these so called mainstream evangelical churches have, have said any outcry against that. We had stories of two, uh, two people, a husband and a wife. Uh, that were being taken from their homes and they got down on their knees and they started praying. And you, do you know this racist white mob saw them praying, did not stop at all. They're praying to God. They take their machine guns and unload the clip 
on this couple, husband and wife, leaving children to be orphans. So, I mean, we can't put all of that in a marker, right? But no. we do the best we can with the space that's allotted. Um, because, And that's just two stories. I mean, and there are several other documented um, instances of terror. And none of those terrorists were ever, ever charged with a crime. crime. That's right. That was murder. Cold-blood murder. Straight-up murder. And see, those two that you just mentioned, the it, this is the first time I've ever heard of those. Mm. This those is the first two. time. And it's it's just like, you know, with the um commission, how they're recording stories. I I just happened to read that today online where, you know, they can call the city and leave leave their story online and they're keeping track of it. And again, you hear these these calls are being made from all over the country mm-hmm. and you hear the same story told several different times. And I don't I'm like what you just told must be someplace where, you know, that information isn't being shown mm-hmm. or knowledgeable to people. It's just like, whoa, wait a minute. So that just lets you know things, even now, they're being whitewashed. That's it's, right. It's stuff that we're not being told. No. So that's just, yeah. To hear that. All is, the stories. Right, mm-hmm. right. That's un. I'm pretty sure you get, you get a lot of that from um, the community and people telling you. Uh, elders and people, because, you know, I, like I was telling that film crew today, I was saying, you got to watch who you talk to when you're in town, because a lot of people get misinformation about that massacre. But someone like yourself, you're right down there. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you deal with it every day. So, you know, when you are getting information that's not correct, and it only goes to a certain platform, it doesn't ever go above, you know, because he's everybody would want to hide some stuff. Mm-hmm. The, the, the wanna, horror, that's a horror story. That's Those a horror, horror story. Okay, you know? that's just treacherous, just like diabolical, just barbaric. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is barbaric. barbaric. So th- those barbaric stories, you do you, not. You don't hear. You, it, See, what you always hear is how how thriving uh, Black Wall Street was. You hear that in the massacre, how it was destroyed, but how barbaric like you said you don't hear them see that's the first i heard of that one right there that you just said yeah it wasn't just uh people dropping bombs and that was terrible by itself the first act of area terrorism happened right here in oklahoma in Mm -hmm. tulsa oklahoma that's right and the first terrorists were white folk and the first victims of area terrorism were black Black people people. that's just a fact right in the united states of america America. Mm -hmm. exactly but on top of the aerial terrorism you had individual barbarity, like it was just barbaric. What the heinous crimes against humanity, what they did to individual people, right? Dragging mm-hmm. men on the back of pickup trucks throughout oh, yeah. Greenwood. That's I crazy. mean, it's 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 unreal how long this was kept a secret. Mm-hmm. But you understand now more why the African American community uh, was so fearful. And saying anything because can you imagine watching this as a young child? Traumatized, traumatized, traumatized for life. That is that was a part of slavery. That's too. right. That was a part of slavery. You you terrorize That's people right. to keep people in check because it's sort of like I don't want that to happen to my son. I don't mm-hmm. want that to my husband. So we just gonna pretend we don't see anything. And that reminds me of Django. Okay, yeah. in Django, there's a scene mm-hmm. where 
this the woman is getting I mean people were hanging from the tree. Yeah. And they went on about their business as if nothing like I'm just gonna hold this grass and you know, pluck mm-hmm. this chicken and go. The mentality, like you, you see it oh. but you can't see it and you cannot react to it. Mm-hmm. That that type of like after oh. fact. They would do that after Sunday morning service. Yeah, Yeah, that was entertainment. They praise God and then their hallelujah and all of that. And, you know, and then they leave out of there and go to the tree and hang black folks. In Alabama, it was Wednesday. They closed down businesses on Wednesdays to go. And and, and in a lot of communities, they still closed on Wednesday. That's that's Wednesday night church service. And and so it was a spectacle. They didn't they didn't do. The race massacre in secret. They wanted it to be public because they wanted to send a, a message, message to everyone that you better not ever think about having any type of economy independent of us. And do you know that economists, black economists have done studies and they found that from the time period of 1890 to like around 1920 mm-hmm. was the largest time of like black fantasy. patents in the country. country. I mean, you're talking about right after slavery. Ironing board. To the 1920s. All they of said black folk were just filing for patents like cre- every creative. day. We, yeah. were, we were on equal level with white people as far as a filing for patents to come up with inventions, Patent right? inventions and stuff, you know? yeah. And after the race mask of 1921, this sister said it shook the black community so much that it our patents, applications for patents from African Americans mm-hmm. in this country per capita has not been the same since. Because I believe a lot of the patent companies, a lot of the patents for black people went through Tulsa because we had a lot of attorneys. We have a whole bunch of attorneys like H. A. Guess and, mm-hmm. and and Chappelle mm-hmm. and, and all those attorneys, Franklin, right? all those guys. They went through Tulsa wow. to get their patents filed. And after the race massacre, they were like, "Why bother? Why bother creating something when overnight in eighteen hours, everything I work for, everything I work for can be destroyed." And on top of that, the more successful that I am, right. makes me a bigger target to the white folks to come and take what I have. And black people, our applications for patents have not been the same since. Mm. So when you think about it in, in in terms of slavery ended 1865, so from 1865 to 1890, 1910, the amount, the wealth, the massacre, and that is important, but but just as important is how it was rebuilt. Five years, two years, the very next year, you see those buildings on Greenwood, and you see the cornerstones where they, you know, 1922, 1921, like later on. No, I haven't seen 21, but I have seen 1922 on one of the buildings across from the um, Greenwood Chamber of Commerce. So, that in itself speaks volumes about the resiliency of our people. We have it in us to do these things. But, Absolutely. You know, after what you, you're dealing with the, the urban removal. Yeah, we are. Interstate 244 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. coming straight through. I and, mean, when I came through here, I know, um, you know, I lived out of town. 
And when I came through here and I saw that first time I saw that freeway going through there, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, look at this. I couldn't believe it. It changes I the said, They just said, the hell with y'all. We just running it right on through here. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned one time, uh, Pastor Turner, that even on Sunday morning, sometimes you can hear you can hear it from the church. I can yeah, hear it every right. time a train goes across the tracks, and it happens right during our Sunday service. Our, we hear not only do we hear it, you but it. The, our million dollar praise value stained glass window shape every single time, every single time. That is a fact. And I must also remind your listeners who the mayor of Tulsa was doing the urban renewal. Tell them. Doing the building of the ideal Interstate 244. You had as Tulsa's mayor, Jim Inhofe, who is now your United States senator running for re-election. Been there 46 years, huh? He's yes, been sir. in office, some type of office. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Well, we need to get him out of there. You know, that's why black people need to get out and vote. That's right. You know, in our communities, because if you don't vote, you don't have a voice. I don't want to hear you be talking about Trump and talking about Inhofe and all this kind of stuff. And you haven't voted. You haven't voted. You don't haven't voted. Look here. Let's go to the phone lines. Look like we got a caller here and we're going to see who's here right quick. Let's see. Area code 334. 207, you're on the Bobby Eaton Show. Hello? Area code 334-207, you're on the Bobby Eaton Show. They must not want to talk. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but, uh, you know, you got to get out and vote. Now, now, Pastor Turner, you've been down there on Greenwood. And you've been feeding homeless people and everything, man. You've been bearing gifts and stuff like that, man. Put on your heart to do this work. Yes. Um, I really, I'm not, first of all, I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but when God gives you a vision to do something, um, I try my hardest to do it. And after COVID-19 hit, and the shelter in place came into effect. Um, God placed on my heart to feed, right? And honestly, honestly, I didn't know how we were going to do it because that Sunday service attendance was deplorable because everybody was afraid to come out of the house, mm-hmm. even before the shelter in place, because, you know, Oklahoma was kind of one of the last states mm-hmm. to do anything. <laughs> right. And um, so we didn't have much attendance, and God said on Monday, well, we went out of my sleep on Monday and said, feed my people. So I called my church treasurer on that Tuesday to see, hey, can we afford to do this? And he said, how many people, Pastor? And I said, about 50. And he said, we can make that work. And we had the food out on Wednesday. And in 30 minutes, the food was gone. <laughs> that fast, wow. huh? That fast. You fed 50 minutes. people that fast? In 30 minutes. And but God still had an uneasy feeling on me like it wasn't finished. Um, and so as I'm leaving the church parking lot, instead of taking the right to go to my house where I live in Gilcrease, um, Lord said, take a left. And so I said, okay, I'll take a left. And as I was taking the left, I drove um, and I saw an individual out in the street giving out plates. And I said, hey, um, what's going on? He said, yeah, we're just giving out food. Uh, we got a little grant or whatever, and um, we're giving out food during this COVID crisis. I said, well, 
um, how's it going? And he said, um, it's going all right. Uh, it's just we have a tough time getting people to come because folks don't feel comfortable going to a restaurant. Mm-hmm. He said, I wish we had a place that we mm. could get food out of. This was the owner of Lefties. Oh, really? Oh, wow. On Greenwood. On okay. Greenwood. He and was I passing our place? Passing our place. And I said, well, hey, I can be your guy. And mm-hmm. he said, how many days could you take? I said, how many days would you give? <laughs> <laughs> and so he was our first like person to give. Um, okay. to in-kind stuff. And then from there, man, we just started getting connected with various groups and agencies that oh, were yeah. looking for a place to just house to, to distribute, you know. And to this day, um, we've got so many partners. We've gotten so many in-kind contributions and even financial donations. And because of God's grace, right. um, we call it the God Provides Food Ministry. We've been able to give, to give out over 163,000 meals. That's a whole That's a bunch of food meals. We're the only place in Tulsa, north or south, east or west, that's been open every day since March 18th. The wow. only place of last of, year of 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 this, this, year. this year, yeah, year. Mm-hmm. outside of your hospitals and stuff like that, right. we are right. the only place that has had its doors open every day. Is that seven days a week? Seven days a week. We wow. were doing it Sunday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, every day of the week. And thanks be to God, none of our volunteers have contracted COVID. Uh, we've been able to do this. Um, and the first, you won't believe, well, you will believe this. The first time we did the meal, I don't know where the rest of the money was coming from. We paid for the first 50. Ever since then, Brother E, God has provided the rest. Oh, just, awesome. just come like that, huh? Yeah. Ever since then, mm-hmm. God just, he wants to see you being willing. So a lot of homeless people come down there, right? But it's it's homeless and it's not just homeless. Not just homeless. We huh? have just people in general. People huh? in need, man. And mm-hmm. the, what people don't know is uh, for some folks, we we actually go to them too, right? People I know you, like come, home you and, come to me. And, <laughs> and, You've done that a couple of times. And a yeah. lot of people come, but a lot of people we make visits to and house visits. And so we, uh, we're just thankful the people who can come and drive, you don't see them lingering. Um, but the people who can't come, we drive to them oftentimes mm. and give out meals. That's awesome. Mm, that's great, man. A great program right there. So what time do you start serving? It depends on the day. So today we had lunch at 12. Okay. And tomorrow we will have a uh, lunch and at twelve and at four p.m. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Wednesday we have uh, don't let me know twelve o'clock on Wednesday. And on Thursday we have breakfast, and on Friday we have lunch, and on Saturday we have breakfast um, and lunch. Breakfast and lunch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on Thursdays we have breakfast and lunch. When you say bre- what kind of breakfast you got Man, up in there? We have shrimp and grits. Shrimp oh, and grits. Wow. Yeah, we oh, got exotic, exotic breakfast, huh? Eggs, biscuits, oh, all of that, huh? Yeah, man. Who's cooking? We Wait, got a. Who cooking on Saturday, Pastor? Depends on the day. <laughs> Today we had food from I don't want to say the wrong restaurant, Sweet Lisa's. Okay. Um, tomorrow, Tuesday, I think one of my members are cooking. Um, Wednesday we have a, vol- a non-profit group, Block Builders. Block Builders, yeah. Block Builders, yeah. Thursday, one of our members, uh, I believe, is Brother Freeman, that does the breakfast and the lunch. 
Um, and he's a fantastic. Oh yeah, everybody talks about him. Yeah, yeah they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Friday, I think he does it. Uh, Saturday he does it. Sunday, we have uh, one of my other members kind of takes turns doing doing some of the work. Miss Pascal. So mm-hmm. wow. God has really been been blessing us with people. And in in and in the meantime, while we're cooking, because we give hot meals out every day to anybody, uh, anybody. Until the food runs out. Mm-hmm. On Thursdays, we give our groceries every week. Like mm-hmm. So if you need groceries, so in addition to the breakfast and the lunch on Thursday, you can get groceries that can last you for a whole week, a family of four for a whole week. I know. And, um, <laughs> and so mm-hmm. on Thursdays, we have distribution of groceries at about 2.30 to 3 o'clock every Thursday. Okay. So really, if you are in North Tulsa, in Tulsa period, but especially in North Tulsa, because that's where we reside, you shouldn't be going without food. Yeah. Oh. One thing about Tulsa, it'll feed its people, won't it? That's right. Yeah. And that's yeah. why I love Vernon because we consider it to be the grandmother of Greenwood, right? With right. the oldest yeah. thing the, in the same in the, spot. The in only Greenwood. the only black owned entity. That's right. Right. On the original in, Greenwood Avenue. On Greenwood. On Greenwood. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I don't consider that Gap Band Road to be the original Greenwood. No, it's not. That's, that's Urban Renewal. That's Urban Renewal Road. Road. Right. That's right. See, you know, so which, Green... one is the, which one is the Urban Renewal that, Road? Which one? That, you know, that road, you know, from Pine? From, from Archer and Greenwood used to go straight. Right. That's oh, right. you're talking about the curvy. Not curve okay. over and stuff like yeah. that. Okay. Like you say, the right. The same road goes to a stop sign and takes a right, and it's still the same road. That's yeah. the same yeah. road. Yeah. That's, I don't even know why they what happened. Well, yeah, that's what they do. So, um, and 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 as a grandmother does, you take care of your community, take care of your family. Mm-hmm. And so Vernon, being the grandmother, Greenwood, we believe in taking care of Greenwood and trying to help provide. I mean, we can't do everything. I get it. Grandmamas can't do everything, right? But they do what they can, and they all and everybody's you, supposed you, to help exactly. Out. And you yeah. never leave grandmama's house hungry. Period. In my life, my grandmama's going home with the Lord. But when she was alive, I never left her house hungry. No, because if you, yeah, that's the way grandmas did. That's right. You know, grandmas gonna feed you. That's right. Baby, you ate something. I'm gonna fix something for you. You know, they go in there. I seen my grandmother go in the kitchen, and just put a meal together out of. I just it just appear. That's right. You know, with with flour and sugar, and next thing you know, biscuits is made. Gravy is up there, and I'm they didn't like, believe in microwaves either. Oh, what no microwave? microwave. <laughs> My grandmother hated a microwave when it first came out. What is this thing right here? Yeah, please. Uh, uh-uh. uh. They didn't. They didn't like that kind of stuff. Yeah. They had to get uh, you know, but uh, those were good old days, and the food was better too. Much better. Mm-hmm. Much better. Food wasn't processed with all of this Mm-mm. stuff. Mm-mm. Well, because you guys have a um, garden too back yes. there. So are you guys using any of that to cook with? Thank are you, you giving okay. Yes, we do. Okay. We do. And when I tell you and I'm not just saying this because it's our community garden, but when I tell you the squash, uh, the peppers, yeah. the okras, the greens, the cucumbers, uh we just have some fantastic members who come out on a weekly basis and toil till and toil and mm-hmm. harvest all the crops. Yeah. And they are the biggest Cucumbers and squash yeah. I've ever seen, and I found I they're bigger than they're bigger. Like, yeah, like yeah, no, I had a zucchini. That a was zucchini. A zucchini. Okay. Like, what I found out was that that land that our oh church is on is extremely fertile, mm-hmm. and guess what? It's basically virgin soil. Nothing has it grown. It hasn't been nothing planted. Has, no, yeah. no crop has grown on it. So your soil, in a hundred years. Yeah, your soil is. So when I tell you how tomatoes, you can taste. 
the savor in our fried mm-hmm. green tomatoes when they're cut and yeah. fried. They taste it's like a fried green tomato. And, yeah. and it's, 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 it's all fresh. organic, but it's on virgin. Most of the food we eat is grown processed. on soil. Right. Well, most of it's processed. And then secondly, it's grown on soil that's used every year. Like right. Every it doesn't year. get a chance to rest and nothing rest. is being added to it. And, and it's peeled. But it's turned over. Exactly. Yeah. But this soil hadn't been planted on in about 100 years. Right. And right. It so is it's had time fertile. to rest. It's rested. Yeah. It's right. rested. So right. when I tell folks we have a community garden and it's open to anybody, we give out the fruits and produce on a weekly basis. I mean that. And it's important for folks to, if you want some fresh, organic, locally grown, and you know how important locally mm-hmm. grown is, come out every Thursday and we'll have something from our garden to give out. Mm. And it's all free. Pass out some recipes. Have somebody to make <laughs> it's all free, huh? <laughs> yes, sir. Did those lettuce come from there? Oh, no, no, that those was lettuce. Iceberg lettuce. Yeah, those. <laughs> what else? Some big lettuce, boy. <laughs> lettuce. Pastor, y'all go ahead and put the lettuce on. Oh. Mm-hmm. I will. Okay, yeah. that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good too. I know. It'd be cool if y'all had put some sweet potatoes out there earlier. If if your soil was we need that you to good. come help us sometime. If you got hey, some free time, she got, got a green. She got a green thumb. I'm, I'm here, man. Yeah, I am got, there. <laughs> got a green try- thumb. But see, Pastor, that has been my passion for the past five years: trying to get people to grow, and but most important, just grow close by their home. Yeah. Now I've had a couple of churches, and we did some growing, but the church's congregation was kind of older, oh. so it just. You know, they couldn't go out there and do all of that. So all all the work, right? All the work. Yeah, we had some kids to come in and plant, mm-hmm. but as far as harvesting, it was just like, oh man, it's so you you go and get yeah. what you can, and I would take it over to um the Carver Center and let Miss Birdie distribute it how she wants to. But it was just so much, mm-hmm. you know, they could just got you know able to get what they can. But if there were people there, that's a whole different ball game. So you have some people that are committed to it. And, you know, it can really grow. And it's just the idea of getting people involved. Now, a community garden like in a community per se, now that's the challenge because we really don't talk to each other like we used to. But what I do notice when I'm in my garden, people slow down, they talk, and like I'm like, here, there's, take a, these. there's a conversation. Wait, there's a conversation, this, right? and I'm passing cucumbers and squash over the fence. Like, look, take this. You want some people riding down on their bicycle or walking early in the morning? Just pass it on. And that's how communities are built. But it's just getting people, you know, in their yard, grow something, that's right. and it's healthy for you. And that's how you get that started on low key. And, okay. and one of the things that I, from a mentor of mine, uh, Dr. Claude Anderson, who is a yeah. huge advocate for reparations, he, he speaks about how our community, the black community, mm-hmm. is not independent. Like mm-hmm. today, if Walmart closed or if Reese's closed or Sprouts closed, if Whole Foods closed, how are you going to eat? If, the, if McDonald's shut down tonight, a Burger King, KFC, a Popeye's right. closed, shut down tonight, who is growing food? Right. And if you don't have food, you can't eat. Yeah, you, you don't have any live. manufacturers of food. No. Mm-hmm. And so having a community garden, having your own personal garden, right? right. It right. takes away your complete dependence, dependence on, on right. somebody else to right. feed you. Mm-hmm. I mean, back in the day, my grandmother's time, my grandfather's time, <laughs> they went to the store for everything but food. 
Right. Yeah. Because they grew their own food. Stuff, and, right. and you could always <laughs> right. you could always see something in the windowsill. Mm-hmm. Some kind of tomatoes those, 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 or something. Those are the sweet potato slips they were mm-hmm. growing in the window. In the windowsill. <laughs> it's something mm-hmm. set up in there for us trying to get the sun in. Exactly. You know? yeah. My granddaddy yeah. had his own chicken. Um, oh, yeah. Had his own crops. My other grandfather had a hog pen. And I mean, they didn't go to, they, if they went to the store, it was not for food. It was for sometimes flour, stuff they didn't feel like making, right. you know. Okay, I'm going to tell you what it was. Flour, sugar, um, a big old thing of lard. Yeah. <laughs> big oh, you Mrs. already know. Mrs. Tucker's lard and That's some right. rice and some oatmeal. Those are those five things my grandma But they didn't go for, for food girl, like so- meat. <laughs> we buy everything from the store. Even the yeah, biscuits. We do everything. Everything. We make nothing from scratch. No. And, and some people we don't some even know how. Don't know how. And yeah. that's not the Greenwood way. That's not mm-hmm. our community's way. Mm-hmm. We have really become too dependent and upon smart. other folks just to feed us. We can't even survive. Right. If you don't have food, you can't survive. You can't. You know, I challenge your audience, how long can they go without going to a fast food restaurant? That's one of our biggest problems. And it's killing us. Because it's, it's convenient. It is. It's highly processed. It's fast and convenient. Right. It's, and it's right. destroying And you're us. right. It is killing It's us. killing our hurt. You know, diabetes. diabetes right. All of heart, it. All these heart issues. Exactly. And cardiovascular. Well, not heart High disease, blood pressure. Cardiovascular disease. It's yeah. killing us. It's killing us. It is. It's destroying yeah. us. Yeah. That obesity is running rapid in our community, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Go well, right yeah. about now because everybody's eating and sleeping because they ain't like sitting you at know, the house I, not I doing think, anything. I think a lot of people just don't use, utilize their kitchens no. to cook no, or to learn how to cook. No, A lot of young ladies don't know how to cook. Well, it's home. They don't it even know how to boil water. You know, a lot well, of guys you know, don't they, even. You can put some water in the microwave. Yeah, and that, yeah I understand. Huh? I'm, t- I'm touching. I said it. You can put water in the microwave. I said it. And you put know, your oatmeal in and, there. Uh, kind of they don't even know it. how to cook because <laughs> so many fast restaurants around. Fast food. Uh, you're right. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right. No, that's not true. Okay. Don't I'm y'all come by here. Be, don't y'all come by here and beat me up. Yeah. Don't we have cornbread every. We have cornbread every day where I come I'll from. I'll be cracking on us. Come no, on, we uh, don't uh, cook. No, we cook. Y'all know y'all ain't cooking no more. No, we cook. There's just a few of y'all in wait, the kitchen. Wait, wait, I cook some cornbread it's and I had some y'all black ain't peas number, from my yard. Y'all some black peas. It ain't number three of y'all in the kitchen. Three of y'all cooking in the kitchen. Take away the microwave, they hurt. Hey, those seniors are cooking. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Now, see, the seniors is cooking. That's right. You know, they the ones oh, in there cooking man. it up, right? That's right. They you, do. Even if they're doing fried chicken, they still cooking. They cooking. Yeah, man. they cooking. Now, young girls ain't uh, cooking uh, nothing. Uh, <laughs> they, they going to Taco Bell and Burger yourself. King and stuff, sliding on through that, <laughs> bumping it on up. That's Ooh, right. You know. Give me three tacos and some hot sauce. <laughs> and some tacos and a, some, I want some mild sauce. Mm-mm. Now, you make know, mine hot sauce. Too. Going out there to Chili sitting up at Golden Corral. I'm just telling the truth. You know, yeah. the truth. Not everybody. Now, Not everybody. There's a whole lot of them that are. You know, we got to get back in that kitchen. And you can see it. But if you work <laughs> eight to five, if you work uh, eight to five can... at a job, someplace other than your own hate space and you get off at five o'clock you got to go pick the kids up from the daycare that's 30 minutes so you're in traffic like six o'clock okay so you got to try to no put, but you got to try to put them put a meal that together no, hey they was no. doing that back in the day uh-uh, my mama no. worked a job all day no. long and she no. got off and came home no. and cooked 
You know, that ain't I'm no excuse. I can't oh, do that. I'm I too tired to cook for my kids. Uh-uh. And uh-uh. it's even healthier and better. And then when you do try to cook yeah. some quick fixings, yeah. you still get talked about. That ain't about. no excuse. Still I remember ladies about. who go to work all day long, work hard, mm-hmm. come home, get off at five, and come home and go cook. Your well, telephone kids. lines are blowing up right now. Uh, 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 no, I ain't seeing talking about it. New day, new day people. You yeah. know, it's a new day situation. No, we're going to put know. some stuff in the Which, juicer for you. That's what you're going to get. Juicer? You're going to get a neutral bullet and put some stuff in the blender and say, here yeah, you go. That'd be good if you, even if you did uh, that. Yeah, yeah. You, know. you, still, you still be talking about that, too. Even, if you, even if you did that, that that'd be good. Juice, y'all huh? going to get some blenders and some juices. That's you know. Yeah, right, right. Leave that Taco Bell and that uh, Burger King and McDonald's alone. And you, you see know? it in the children. We've never had this many obese, obese children. I mean, you Man, got children with diabetes. Is, yeah. Oh, like, God. They grow up on Big Macs and Happy Meals. Yeah. yeah. And with them fruit juices. There's nothing but sugar. Sugar in them. And right. honey buns and potato chips. That's all these kids eat. Like, That's all they like, eat. Like, like, wait, 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 wait. Here's the best one I've seen. Hot fries. Funyuns, fries and hot onions and Mountain Dew for breakfast. And I'm like, yep. baby, that's not breakfast. And I'm breakfast. like, okay. You and can't some Doritos even. for dinner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. They don't even eat breakfast. Nah. Mm-hmm. Not no breakfast. They don't wake up early enough for breakfast. Man, they ain't even What about our school? If you. If most of our, all of our kids get to eat free lunch at our school. That's why they're trying to curb and send these kids back to school. Because, like Brother yeah, Eden's saying, at home, they ain't eating. They ain't eating nothing. <laughs> not, they, are, they are not on a schedule, <laughs> an eating schedule. Go get some hot fries, hot Cheetos. Ain't no hot fries Come in the house. Hot Cheetos. And, Mama, we hungry. Ooh, Lord. I'm afraid to know or see what happened to our community if the stores and fast food restaurants close for a week. We're going to be hurt. Anarchy. Oh, he's serious. <laughs> She's anarchy. All, all my little peas will be gone on my fence. It's just like every last one. I'm, what happened to my food? No, They're going to learn gone. how to cook something then. Mm-hmm. They better learn how to cook. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Guys and girls, get back in the kitchen. Because it's hurting now. If, get if, if back you want to attack the kitchen. people back in the day when you wanted to attack a nation or a community, you would barricade them in and basically starve them out. You would starve them out by keeping the food, food supply from, from coming in, in and yeah. come on going out. And that can happen. That can That's happen. That's what's happened. But no, that can happen to us as a whole, as a state, as a country. Yep. Because if you look at your food, your food is coming long distance. Like those, like that lettuce you talked about. Mm-hmm. That lettuce came from California. Probably okay. Did. So if anything were to ever happen, that that transportation line would be shut down. That's that's by. By rail, by highway, train, all of those airplanes. That lettuce okay. that I got. All of that lettuce mm-hmm. that you got. We yeah. even talking about the avocado coming from Mexico. I'm going to take some of that lettuce and put it on bologna sandwich. But what I'm saying. Oh, no. and, make it, <laughs> and make it do what it do. Are you going to fry it now? No, no, I'm just what joking. What I'm saying, though, it's already happening. Yeah, they are it controlling is. the food that comes in. So why yes. do you think we only have these fast food restaurants? So they can kill us. They know what's in that stuff. They Man, know fast it's money, fast food. Fast. They know this deep right. fry, and it tastes so good. Mm-hmm, but it's, it's just because of what they putting in it, and it makes you addicted, addicted to, to it. it. The sugar, yeah. you know, they put in the liquor stores, they can put in these dispensaries, they put in everything in our community, and they're poisoning us. You sound like Ron Finley at, um, out of L.A. And that's one. That was his thing. He's he's a gangster gardener in L.A. And she he's a gangster gardener. But that's what he that's what he calls himself. <laughs> and if you if you ever listen yeah. to him. 
he, because yeah. of that, he said, all I could, in dialysis center, I could not find an apple, an organic apple in my community. So he started growing stuff in that green space in the sidewalk. sidewalk. And he, he, he became so popular for the city of L.A., they fined him. He he had they to gave f- him a fine. They fined him for growing in that space, and he had to l- literally fight that like a lawsuit to get them to back down. And as a result of that, he has he has really grown from that. Yeah. He goes worldwide giving presentations and talking about mm-hmm. what you're just talking about. We our food system That's is right. broken. It and is. It's, it's fragile. It's extremely and fragile. We in North Tulsa, if you look at all the numbers, are dying a slow death. There's no accident. As soon as you cross the IDL, yeah. life expectancy decreases by 12 years. Yeah. We are dying a slow death, and it's partially what we eat and the air we breathe the and the water that, that we in. drink. Yep. And we don't talk about that nearly enough. Environmental racism. Is mm-hmm. real, mm-hmm. very it is real, re- and it relates to your food. It relates to the air you breathe and the water that you drink, and the spaces that you live in. And this, and and and, and as much as I'm against, and I am against overt acts of racism, we have these covert acts of racism, which are mainly environmental that you don't really see. It's not like you seeing somebody putting a knee on your neck every mm-hmm. day, but mm-hmm. if you look at your environment, yeah, they are killing you, right. It's right. a slow death, but right. it's still a death. Right. Our cancer rates are higher. Our everything. Our diabetes rates are high. Mm-hmm. And you can say, well, it's your diet, but diet and accessibility go hand in hand. So if I only have access to honey buns <laughs> and funyuns. A honey bun, huh? Then that's what <laughs> I'm going to That's what I'm going to You know, if I only have access to, if I have more liquor stores um, right. in my community that I do smoothie king. Right. What am I gonna drink? You know, liquor. If liquor. I have more dispensaries. Wait, 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 wait. But the liquor, but the liquor is on sale. Okay, you can always get that <laughs> big, big, that big old thing for like a little bit. Of, and that's the pricing that's is right. the other thing. That's right. The pricing is the other. And we thing. don't I even own a liquor store. So. No. And we well, don't. We even, first of all, we, we don't even own any of it. We don't own any of it. We don't own the. We don't black own the Popeyes. We don't own the McDonald's. None of black guy did own the um. The um uh well, McDonald's? No, McDonald's I got sold it. Mm-hmm. But um the a black, black guy, guy owned it now. Popeye. The black guy owned did Popeye. at one time. I don't know if he sold it. He sold it. But the liquor store is supposed to be black owned, the one over here. Then Where where over here? Yeah. They sold he sold a white guy on that now. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, he wow. sold it. Well, I'm trying to give. I'm trying. I'm trying. You know that. what? You even know what? It, you know what I did? Debauchery. But you know, you know what? what I did one time. You know what I did? But One time ta- before COVID, I went up there to up there to the liquor store yeah. and just sit in the parking lot. Oh man! And I just wanted to see how many people, how many people were coming. Boy, it was so Busy. many people coming in and out of those doors. Of that liquor store? That's one industry that has not seen a recession. <laughs> ever. As a no, matter of fact, it no. went up. They said yeah. the, the, the um, liquor sales, uh-huh. wine, liquor, it went up after COVID. I believe COVID. it. it, I, believe it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I believe it. And, I believe it. And so we just, we have to, as, as a marginalized and oppressed and exploited group, we have to even question the developments that happen in our community. Because there has been an attempted genocide on us since our very inception, Anytime we see stuff being placed in our community, we got to look at through a third eye. Like, why are you just not all of a sudden trying to help me? And we have to examine that. And even the liquor stores we may own, 
we don't own not one alcohol company. No, no, we don't. We don't manufacture. We nothing. drink more cognac <laughs> and scotch and Budweiser and Mike. Man, you name and it. None of that stuff is owned by us. We don't manufacture none anything. of that. You know. Well, you know. Black people, we're consumers. Yes. We consume everything, but we don't manufacture anything. We don't have no boats. We ain't got no planes. We ain't bringing no drugs into our our community. That's all coming in systematically through the system. And we don't manufacture anything. Just a few. Huh? We're not producers. We're not producers. Yeah, and that's the sad part about it. We used to be producers. Yes. You know, but we've gotten away from that production aspect of things that we need. And one of the ways we can get back to that is what Pastor is talking about with the um, with growing of food, building our own food system, and start where you are. Right. I mean, start where you are. If you even if you rent a house, you can plant something in the ground. You can. You right. know, even but you know, we gonna plant the wrong stuff. Right? No, that's what we even be doing. We, we one, gonna plant because let me tell you, we can you, only have six weed plants. They have to be in the house. Yeah, but you know, Ooh. that's crazy. We gonna plant <laughs> the wrong stuff in the ground no, uh-huh. because think about. I want you to think about it. Since they okayed the marijuana laws here, yeah. Look at all of these dispensaries popped right. up in North Tulsa. We got more dispensaries now than uh, Quick Trip. Could okay. you could you well, imagine? Could you imagine one quick in North Tulsa? In Tulsa, period. Though. <laughs> could, could, I'm just talking about North Tulsa. Could you imagine all of these dispensaries we have over here now? Mm-hmm. If they were black, different types of black businesses, oh like our cleaners right. and all of this. But yeah, boy, right. that boy, that they tell you. Yeah, and you that's know? just for medicinal. People so when start, they, when, when they recreational going, get passed. It's gonna oh be a game changer. I don't know if all that's medicinal either right now. Well, I don't think so. They have, wait, they get their they get their card. I mean, you have think, your card. But think about this. Say, say a person has a card. Yeah. Hey man, how much you got? I'm gonna go in here and get this for us. Yeah. You and, know what I mean? And I haven't gotten one, but I heard yeah. it's not the hardest thing in the no, world. Oh man, it's so easy. <laughs> you can get one fifty seventy five dollars. Everybody's is, going and get one. Again, doctor gonna stamp. He gonna write it off. <laughs> the doctor gonna write it off for you. Yeah, put a stamp on that's there. Even consuming, but you can grow your own. They give you. You get an opportunity to grow your own you, plant. Six yeah, plants. I know people who growing stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I say, oh man, you are a certified marijuana grower. But if yeah. you can you know? grow some marijuana, you can grow some food. Now, yeah, you can. You get you get high. You get your munchies. You go out there, get your food, cook your food, sit down. You know, it's like a little cycle there. So there's no reason <laughs> why every home doesn't have at least one row of something. 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 You know, I need to do with that. the mustard greens, just something. like. Like four or five mustard greens, plant just the plant. That's enough for one person yeah. to eat off of like a week or so. Yeah, I would, so. I would grow some, but y'all bring me everything. <laughs> <laughs> y'all bring me so much stuff. I'm like, hey, they it grow. Would, they it grow would be it. nice one day yeah. if Greenwood ever turned green. It'd be oh, nice. Wow, that'd it, be killer. Wouldn't it be nice? That's a nice the only challenge yeah. with that, all that open turn space. Turn Greenwood green. But there's nothing available out down on Greenwood that the, you could purchase. The saddest right? part about Tulsa and Greenwood District is the very entity that destroyed us in the race mask of 1921. After, and after we rebuilt, the same entity that came through Urban Renewal and purchased up everything. The city of Tulsa is the largest landowner in Greenwood. That's okay. a shame. That's them that property. That, that, that's right. Yes, right. They own the land that the cultural center sits on. Mm-hmm. They own. They own OSU too. OSU Tulsa. 
all this downtown development, people are getting that through TVA. What about B.S. Roberts Park? They own that, uh, too. Of course, they own oh, all, yeah, the all the parks. parks. They own OETA. OETA. They yeah. own uh, 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 Ben Hill Park. I mean, oh, they, all of this stuff. The, of course, George Washington Carver is the a city government. Of the city of Tulsa is the largest landowner, and that's the very entity that and caused the race mask of 1921. Okay. A shame. See, and our, our audience don't know that. They a don't even know. A shame and a tragedy. And they got it through Urban Renewal under the under the Merrill administration, I believe, of Jim, Mary Jan, Jim Inhofe. And we have yet to, to recover any reparations. That was, period. let's see. From land that was stolen, got pennies on the dollar for it. Because they put this interstate highway through so in 1967. Okay, so that's James Hughley. That was in 1966. Mayor Hughley. Hughley, LaFortune, and Inhofe. When did Inhofe come in? Inhofe came in in 1978. Yeah. So he was in the 70s. Yeah. yeah. It'll be all right. So Hughley. Yeah, Hughley. James Boy, they used to give Hughley. I remember my daddy and, and Homer Johnson. Oh, they used God, to give him hell. They used to go up in there. Homer used to put his feet on his desk. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know. But here's an interesting. Um, I knew Mayor Bynum had a family member, but it says R. N. Bynum started. He was a mayor from 1899 to 1900, so it was just for one year. Early, early statehood, pre-statehood Indian Territory. It was like looks like it was a year. People served one year, and then in 1901 they started serving two years. Mm. One year, one year. So the mayor said only one year. Yeah. No, R R G his his this must be like a great this has to be like great great grandfather. And then Well Bynum, we have, he's kin to La Fortune. He's, yeah, he's also re- related to La Fortune. Mm-hmm. And La Fortune came in uh thirty one. I mean nineteen seventy and Jim Imhoff Inhoff came in in nineteen seventy eight. And then Bill La Fortune Came in in nineteen. I'm sorry, year two thousand. So mm-hmm. yeah, blood related. Yeah, nepotism. <laughs> Got a history there. Yeah, history. But wow, so you know a lot. Of, a lot of people sold. don't know that it's all bought up. You wow. know, down on Greenwood. So maybe that's why, like you know, that space across from the John Hope Franklin, where you have John Hope Franklin, and you cross over MLK, all that space. BOK field, all that one oak field, whatever they call it. Not thing. the one oak mm-hmm. field, but going down, um, going down MLK from Emerson to the highway, all that space is empty. Yes. And I think that's also PDA, City okay, of Tulsa. City of Tulsa. And speaking of MLK, one of the things that still ticks me off every time I drive because I go to <laughs> City Hall every Wednesday. And City Hall, where I go, is on Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. But if mm-hmm. you take that same Cincinnati and go across the bridge, it turns into Mount Luther King. How in the world can this city and her leaders justify? And if you ever get a chance to talk to the mayor, please feel free to ask him and say Dr. Turner wants to know. Uh, how can you call yourself wanting to have one Tulsa and you have one street, Martin Luther King, named for Nobel Peace Prize Lord, yeah, American stop. Patriot, and that same street turns into Cincinnati. Right. So Martin Luther King is good enough for the black side of town. But it's not good enough for the white but not, side. But not for the white side. And not even not for the white side of town, but not even good enough for our own city hall address. Mm-hmm. Because city hall would is be on Cincinnati. On MLK. It is. Yep. It will be on, on MLK. MLK. So you mean to tell me city hall doesn't want MLK address? No, they don't. What's wrong with y'all? They don't. 
you know, and, and and we need to call them out on that. Like, what's really up with that? Why is it that, that Martin Luther King, a man racist. that we all love and revere, we got a holiday for him. They mm-hmm. they want to participate in MLK March. They want to have their organization in the march and all yeah, this stuff. All of- <laughs> they want to come to MLK programs and all this stuff. Right. If you really care about MLK, extend his street throughout all of to Tulsa where it needs to be, and not just the black side of Tulsa, because mm-hmm. that's what they do. That's what they're doing. When you drive mm-hmm. MLK today. Right yeah. now, it's right. gonna turn into Cincinnati. You go over mm-hmm. the little I once know. you go Cincinnati over the and Second Street, huh? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And our city hall on Cincinnati and Second Street, and it should be on Second MLK Street. and Second, Second Street. Street. Yep. It should MLK. be that way. But you know, we should get people to really protest that. Absolutely. Know, like you say, go down there and how really... you gonna have an MLK Day march? You can't even take it on MLK. <laughs> That's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. MLK Day March ought to be on MLK Street. Right, all the way down to City Hall. All the way down to City Hall. Should be. Period. Let's do it next year for MLK. We're going to march from all the MLK. And it should be the whole street. <laughs> the started, whole entire started, street. Start a pine and go all the way down. <laughs> Cincinnati. Go downtown. Go all the way downtown. That'd be a great protest. There would be. And, and, and wait, it, it will go into. How could you? How could you fight that? Just file for a permit. Could, yeah, yeah permit. permit. Yeah. I mean, they couldn't even fight that. You can't, it's, it's apparent what it is. It's mm-hmm. racism. It's racism. Well, the parade is already um, restricted. It's it shrank, shrank, shrank. Because remember, it used to go down um, Greenwood, historic Greenwood, from Pine. Go down to Greenwood and go all the way down. They don't want you going itself. downtown. So well, they're gonna yeah, have some problems. Yeah, that'd be, that would be cool though. Just, just like all right now. They're gonna have some problems. And how can you, like you said, how can you deny that permit? Right. On MLK Day. Deny it. We can't. We can't yeah. march on MLK on MLK Day. Give me a break. You know. Line up there, at John Hope Franklin. That's right. <laughs> and go the way, huh? And go the way. <laughs> wow. I mean, cause I'm not for. I'm not with all these. Just commemoration march. If you you ought to march with a purpose. Yeah, right. right. I don't know one commemoration march MLK participated in. He not marched with a purpose. purpose all the time. All it every ain't last a re- one of a them. march is not a reenactment. Mm-hmm. It's for a purpose. Yeah, he wasn't just marching to be marching. No. And see now that will be twenty twenty one. We got so too many that commemoration be, marches. We got me. too many commemoration everything. Wow. So. <laughs> twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one is January. People, can you imagine all them people coming down there? Exactly. And marching for that mm-hmm. next year. You all heard it here first on the Bobby Eaton show. Oh, yeah. Bobby, we're, we're marching Come from, from <laughs> we're gonna Pine, do that. Pine and MLK all the way downtown to First Baptist. No, whatever. Hey, whatever it <laughs> is. Whatever it is. <laughs> wherever it is. <laughs> wherever huh? it is. Yeah, it may end up, I think, around Boston Avenue when it goes to the interstate. Yeah. 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 Well, that's fucking right. hey, hey, that's we made a point. Yeah. That's made around, that's going down to, what, 15th? Mm-hmm. Maybe somewhere down like that. Yeah. You ain't got a Great project. Let's put that together. Thank you, man. I who's, over, who's over the MLK parade? Is I that, don't know. Um, who does that, Bobby? Uh, the MLK Pledge. parade. Pledge. Um, Mr. Pledge. Yeah, that's a whole other story right there. But hey, Rebecca and them can get it done. They can, if, and if we they don't want to get it done. That's fine. Oh, boy. Well, we oh, need to get boy. it done. Yes. Start planning now. Start yeah. planning oh, let me now. stop. Okay. Start planning. Mm. Get it in place. Make it do what it do. Yeah. Seriously, because I mean, how 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 hypocritical and contradictory is it? He's good enough for the black side of town, but not the white. What kind of message is that sending our children? 
that they can have a leader that everybody's supposed to respect, but he's only good for black folks. He's only a black leader. Because the whites didn't want to change their businesses. That's right. They didn't want to change the address. The address of their businesses. And just like, okay. Here's but the, all the blacks had to do it. But That's here, right. Here's mm-hmm. another example of that. You went to Booker T. Washington High School. That's what I went to Booker I T. I went to Booker T. Washington High School. Yes, we did. You go there now, it is Washington High School. Tulsa, Washington. And that's because when you write on your application or high school, you go into Booker T, you automatically assume that's a a black school. Everybody I know that I went to Grambling with, that went to Booker T, it was a Booker T, Washington High School. Everywhere. In Shreveport, a Booker T, Washington High School. All over the country. Mm. But they were all black. So this is a magnet school. So the parents, People people wanted that. Yeah. Tulsa, Washington. And now it's like yeah. Tulsa Central to to pacify the oh, we'll just make it all Tulsa and we don't have to worry about that. Tulsa. Yeah, right. Right. Tulsa Central. Tulsa East Central. Booker T. Yeah, I still say I went to Booker <laughs> T Washington High School. That say it all. Saying. Say it all. Yeah. But it's you know, it's Booker T. Washington is like you said, all over the country. Right. All, all right. over the country. So all Tuskegee right. is. We know where his yeah. school was. Mm-hmm. Whenever you hear Tuskegee, you immediately like, okay, that's some about this. Okay, good. Right. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. But we like to play on. Ooh, it's so obvious here. We play on intelligence. Things have brought about a change, and things are changing so drastically nowadays. And it's like uh, sometimes it's just heartfelt, it is. you know, to where you be like, wow, man, what. Where did we go wrong? Where did we make that wrong turn? Mm-hmm. You know, in certain areas of our lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think that a lot of the information didn't get passed down like it should to our people. And we got sold a bill of goods, you know, and information. We didn't keep what grandma and them and grandpa and them taught us and kept pushing it down because every other race, yeah. they know about their history. They know about their culture. Their they know everything, you know. Uh, White folks will take their kids to go see the Rolling Stones, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And that's Mick Jagger up there, you know, but we won't take our kids to go see Stevie Wonder. You that's know, so well, I'm just saying, I mean we won't we don't we don't we don't we don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We don't do that kind of things, but uh these young people are so intrigued with foolishness. A lot of foolishness now. I mean, you got Cardi B and them putting out this dirty music, and it's number one on the Billboard charts, mm-hmm. and it's talking about sex, and mm-hmm. what they got a song out called WAP. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Y'all know what I'm talking about. You know, WAP. You know, I did a sermon on the original WAP. The original WAP, you know. and White American Princess? No, no, Matthew. Jesus told his disciples to watch and pray. Watch and pray. Yeah, that's the original one. Right, that's the original. Yeah, so they got that. (laughs) Can you imagine? Watch and pray. Can you imagine just little bitty five year olds and six year olds singing that song? Yeah, saying that like it ain't nothing in the back seat of their mama's car and daddy's car. You know, and their mama's Mm -hmm. them just playing it. And it's come on, we're so influenced by nonsense, sense, and Mm -hmm. foolishness. And it's it's bad. But I'm gonna I'm gonna bring that back. And we ain't to, cooking either. So well, not only not only cooking, not only cooking. But when you send when you send your child off to a place where there's no discipline, like you send your kids to school and there's no discipline, and pretty much anything goes. You have all these influences outside of your home, and they're there for eight hours, and then you bring them back home, and 
you you're literally fighting them. It's like you're fighting what they've taught. And you're like, no, that's not true. That's not true. That is that's that's not it. For example, my son went to um we were going to school in, in Illinois. It was a school down the street. And I was like, um, well, aren't you guys, what are you guys doing for um, Black History Month? He's like, Black History Month? We do multicultural month. I'm like, what the heck? Multicultural, multicultural month. You see what I'm so saying? It's, but, but that's how, that's how we kids get indoctrinated. Yeah. When you're not in, there, not in an environment where you're like, I love Deborah Brown Community School. Love, 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 love her to death. A lot of people are like, "Oh, she's too strict. She's too that." I don't care. Because I know they still they still spanking tail over there. Hello, already. But know. but she taught them about black history and how yeah. self love, black self love, all of that. But when you take your kid out of that environment and place them in a place where you don't see that many teachers that look like you, yeah. or teachers the, the that cu- can't, the culture is not right. There. So it's not there. So they're being fed other things. You know, I had a mother who lives out, she lives out in Broken Arrow, and she says, you know what, I wish I would have raised my kids up over here in North Tulsa, because they know nothing about the culture or mm-hmm. the history, mm-hmm. and their friends are all white, and they just, you know, yeah. they grew but up But you thought that was a thing, and not, some people don't want their kids to be around. That's, no, we're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. And you sent your kid there, and you drop your kid. It's like dropping him in an alien environment. That's One right. or two things are going to happen. He's going to go buck wild and love it, or he's going to get ate up. Ate up. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens. Wow. So And non-informed. Yep. And don't yep. understand why. Right. Don't under, Don't have a clue. Don't have a clue. And, you know, because you're you're someplace where mm-hmm. you know the you culture's have, not there. People see you and they may like you, mm-hmm. okay, because of, you know what they see and what they know. But the culture, your culture, and their culture, they're not mixing at all. No. You know, you're adopting someone. Can else's you imagine culture. some of those kids may even if they go to school with braided hair? Yeah. Some whites will be. Can I touch it? Let me feel it. All you know. Day. All them as kids, they're going to be doing that kind of stuff all day long, chastising and tripping and wondering why you exhibit even your culture at all. So they're not going to understand it. I was in a place. I was in Idaho, just put it like that. And this woman, a grown woman, came up to me and was going for my hair. I had my afro then. No way. And I was getting a grown, white a woman? grown yes. And I did you know, I did the Yeah. Well, she was I, coming up to you, do you want to touch she your was hair? trying to put her hands yes, on, on your my, hair. I was like, I will bust you, but I was like, too many people around, yeah. so you got to be, you know But you just a, move back. Time. No, I it's like no, you don't touch you don't touch a person's hair. You do not touch anybody that no looks black like woman. me. You don't touch no black woman and, there. And it was crazy. Mm-hmm. She, she, her feelings were hurt. Her whole face changed as if really? I had done That's something to her. That's called privilege. And I was like, no, you can't do that. That's called privilege. I was a child, and it's not just the older people because, and that's why I can't stand people have this notion that. America is just going to outgrow racism. You know, we passed that stuff down. I was at, a, I was at in Orlando. My mother's from Winter Garden, like three miles outside of Orlando, and at um, Disney World. And I was in one of those pools or amusement parks at Disney World, and I was every bit of five or six years of age. And first encounter of racism, or knowing anything different, it was these white guys, two brothers, two white brothers, came up to me while I was trying to swim and mm-hmm. and they were looking at me and they said hey 
um, what's wrong with your hair? And I was like, what's wrong with your hair? And then he touched my hair. He said, your hair is like a, your hair is hard and rough. And I touched his. I said, yours is soft like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> and they, you know, I don't know what uh-huh. they were expecting, but that was like, that took me off. Like, why would they say that? Right. Right. Why they want to touch my right. head. Right. You know, right. so that was like my first that curiosity. Just, right. Yeah. right. Man, it's crazy. It's crazy. If you don't know, you'll learn to hate your mm-hmm. hair and wonder why. Why is my hair like that? Because that's, that's genetics. Yes, right. Okay. And I just have to break it down sometimes. Straight genetics. And that's people right. get offended by that. But hey. Yeah, that 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 kink is gonna show up. It's gonna come out. It's gonna come out. <laughs> and look, and love it. Like, right? It's look, gonna show up. Check, checking them, checking them edges. Like, mm-hmm. girl, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I'm light skinned I used to have rough, rough stuff. <laughs> <laughs> It come out still rough. I'm yeah, like, oh man, with no tight. laying it down. With no laying it down. <laughs> you know, rough stuff. Wow. Wow. That's what's going on. Well, hey, we're going to take a little break, a little pause for the calls. Uh, Pastor Robert Turner here of the historical Vernon AME Church, and we've been chopping it up, you know what I mean? And you women, get back in that kitchen. Yeah. All right. You okay. Play. You better go buy your cookbook now. Cookbook. <laughs> Ask Grandma. Yeah, what you said, they ain't never been in the guy to, to go back to it. Yeah, oh, right. Ain't got to be in it. Go in there. Hey, uh, make some biscuits and gravy. No. All right, we'll be right back. Your man will come back home. We'll be right back. Wait, wait, that don't work. Baby, you just a thumb, baby. 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 You just a thumb
Right, you dropped a bomb on me here on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. Boy, we've been having some interesting uh, conversations yeah, behind behind uh, behind closed doors, you know, <laughs> with Pastor Turnup in here. <laughs> yeah, We've been talking about... Tulsa, Bobby Eaton is the truth. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we've been, we've been talking about relationships in the black community. All right, that's you a know, nice way of putting it. And... Uh, <laughs> How the divide is taking place, and how you got a lot of just not wholesome families anymore, like you used to. And um, I don't know exactly where we're at with all of this nowadays because you got so many people wanting to do it solo. You know, self love. It's called self love. Is that is that what it's called? Yeah, self love. Huh? Self love. <laughs> you say self love. Yeah. Huh? I don't know what I call it. It's Something else, but it, mm, yeah, I don't know. You know, are black people divided systematically when it comes to relationships, or is that something that they just the women are frustrated with the men, or the men are frustrated with the women, or what? You know, I don't know. I'm trying to figure it all out. You I know? don't think so. I just think I just see an abundance. Of single people nowadays Because back in the 60s and 70s People were married People had relationships It was my girlfriend, your boyfriend And they had relationships I don't see a lot of that today I don't see a lot Like you say, the, I don't the trust see a lot issues And insecurities Like someone's been married once before And they, they get they out take on the it dating into the scene next, next relationship. They, Whatever issues they may have Or insecurities they may have And you like, you're, you're trying to be open and honest but they're not sure. I'm not quite sure. So like playing double dutch, let's see. You know, trying to But that goes like, both ways. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's not, so one, it's, that's not one-sided. It's in the, uh, it has a lot to do with um, past relationships. Uh, Pastor Turner, are you doing a lot of weddings these days? No. Huh? Um, it's it's doing so a lot true. Of, doing we, a lot of funerals, though, no. We do a lot more funerals <laughs> than we do weddings. And that has been wow. the case in the black community for... Are you serious? Too long. Yes, we do a lot. We do, I mean, and just... Yeah, you're not a lot of weddings, though. No. Mm-mm. And And another thing is we find... That and this is a kind of different topic, but the same about marriage. Um, a lot of the young people who want to get married in the church are members of other churches. They go to these mega churches, right? Yeah. Where the mega churches, and I'm not calling the names. They charge a fee. Not only that, they don't allow you to get married in them. In the mega churches? No. Because no. you're not a member? No, you can be a member. And you can't get married and in your own church. You can't get married. You can't have a funeral. In your own church. In your own church. You go to every. And you pay tithes. And you pay tithes. Look, too. I wouldn't. I take so my that's something that I, I'm not telling well. you what I heard. I'm telling you what I know. Oh, wow. That's, we may have people fact, have huh? a fact that people want to come to Vernon, right, to get married, but they're members of. Another, another church. church, another church, larger mega church. Uh, mm-hmm. They get they all they, of, like the all shiny the, bells and whistles. Shi- all the shiny. <laughs> you get a, you get a, you get a video <laughs> message every day from your pastor. You get oh, Instagram God. update and YouTube. All this kind of fancy stuff. You got small group meetups and all that every day of the week. 
but you can't get married. Or if your spouse dies, you can't have a funeral there. Wow. Because they're such a big mega church, they don't have time to do individual things like that. They can't. Oh, wow. They'll mm. tell you, we don't do funerals here. That's special. You got to go to the to the cemetery, or you got to go to the funeral home, yeah. or if you want to get married, you got to go to a chapel, or go back to your oh, mama's or grandmama's church. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's why they call us, because we the mama's and grandmama's church. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah, 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 yeah. So the mega churches. Wow. You know, the mama, the grandmama still go to Vernon. Right. Uh, churches like Vernon. So they get met. So the grandmamas and mamas, Pastor, can you let my child or grandchild have a funeral? Can you bury my, my nephew? I know he ain't come to church, but can he he dead and he, we need a place to bury him. So they guilt trip you. Wow. And this person's been alive for 40 years. And haven't been to your and church. And may have joined as a child. And haven't been back. Went to college, and left, went to joined Never came church, back. Huh? Never in, came back. In 40 years. But now he dead. They want to guilt trip you to having a funeral, right? Well, do you charge a fee or something for that? Or I mean, it just depends on the pastor. Okay. It depends on the situation. Um, and they, Everything's and, and different. They, and all they put of them a, different. And, but that puts us in a, that puts the black church in a, in a bad, bad. Yeah. Because bad if we, if we don't do it, guess what? The church ain't trying to help. Right, but this person's right. been alive for 40, 50 years. You know, my pastor said that a long time ago. What did your pastor pa- say? It was Pastor Pastor, Aunt, pastor Phillips, and he was like, "Yeah, people leave the church, and the next thing you know, they want to come and have a have a wedding and a funeral and whatnot in the church." And I'm thinking to myself, "You know what? You talking about Ad Phillips? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And that I'm just is like, real. It, I didn't realize. I didn't. I I thought he was just being honorary because so I was like, oh, whatever. So pastor. when your friends or niece and nephew talking about they make a church pastor. Ask them, can they have a wedding there? Wow. Ask them if they died, could they be buried at the church they go to? Wow. Because they had the services there. Ask them, could they even have a baby shower wow. at the church they go to? Can you christen shower. your baby? Huh? Yeah. Ask them, can they even have a baptism? They probably, baptism. Like, sometimes huh? these churches do because they make big events out of baptism. But like the regular funerals and weddings and baby showers, I would like to know. Because wow. the, 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 the people that I know we've married, some of the folks I know we've buried, have gone to have been members on the road of other churches. Um, well, see, I would charge him. That would be. Me. I know you're not supposed to, but you know that just be. You know, you're gonna have to donate extra dollars to um, Sister Lee's um, project that she's working on. She's teaching children how to sew. Wow, clothes. man, I, I didn't know that. The black churches, and that's because of reasons like that. We're on decline. People want to take advantage of us at all times, but you ask for where they go. If they go anywhere. It's one of these mega, mega churches. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, so what is the attraction to mega church? That is always is it the fact that you me. can kind of do what you want to do. Celebrity is driven. Is it celebrity? Yeah. Status um, and coming. You know. It ain't production. just celebrity. It's I mean, a, you just going there. It's is a, it that you can wear tennis shoes and jeans and, and stuff? They and put on huge productions, right? They, it's like going to. A I concert. know. I went to one. Really? I'm not calling yeah. no name. I went to one. I visited one one time, and it was like. Lights, camera, action. Yeah, it's a beautiful I went to, production. I went to uh, Joel Osteen's church. Oh my God! Down in Houston. That's the Mac. And that's the Mac. I mean, it was. I thought I was at a concert mm-hmm. because it was like lights, camera, action, standby camera two, number one. Here we go. Here we go. Joel is on so and so. I was hearing all it, and then they took me on a tour of it, and I'm like, this is Hollywood. Wow. Yeah. This yeah. is Hollywood. And so for a person that's that's young, they like that kind of flashy, they showy, do. 
all oh that God. stuff. Oh, they love it. They love it. They, they love the, that they showtime. The follow their pastor on Instagram, social media, and they do a really good job of social media outreaches because oh, they, yeah. they, they have a family. That's all they do. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, because they're not doing weddings. Yeah, right, right, right. That's well, all they do. I've never, when I lived there 22 years, I never known anybody to have a funeral at mm-mm. his church. That's what I'm wow. saying. Never. I never knew. You just brought it up, and I never thought thought about that. I say. I never know nobody. Joe and North, North, time for life and death. In North Tulsa, yeah, in North Tulsa, every church over here just about on any Saturday you're gonna see packed for funerals. Before yeah, you COVID. are. You are. Yeah. Before, because all of our churches, right. I, I, I thank God for the preachers here in North Tulsa, because mm-hmm. all of us have funerals, weddings. We do. We traditional church. Right. Right across right. the street from us. Yeah. Guys, I see funerals. Yeah. But but yeah. but you go to these mega churches, man. You. <laughs> You 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 good to get a seat because you got to get on the RSVP list mm-hmm. just to get in. You know what? See, um, you you good to get in the house? That's uh uh absolutely not. You that, got to reserve that, a spot that is to come not, to church. That is not. It's mm-hmm. Hollywood, and they that's, love it. And I'm oh if, if Jesus getting praised, thank God. But I that's not I, that's not my cup of tea. The Hollywood Church. Yeah, the Hollywood Church is not my cup of tea. Give me an old down home. Well, you know, some of them, I can some know the of them, I can some of those hand. churches, right. are, yeah, you know, some yeah. of those churches, to me, just my opinion, are uh, motivational speakers. <laughs> they, I mean, I'm just gonna tell you, it's a bunch of motivational speakers. And they can motivate, and they talk about prosperity all the time, oh, and yeah. preach about this and that, and they never pre- preach any word. You know, you don't get nowhere. You get, hey. Prosperity, and I hardly see any of them talk about social issues. They don't talk about socially the black issue, and that's the thing that kind of takes me. Out. If your pastor does not speak about the needs and issues and wants of your community, boy, what is he talking about? What is she talking about? Nothing. But in those type of situations, it's not necessarily one community. It's like a the the. You have people from so many diverse backgrounds. Absolutely, but okay. Well, perfect example. If your pastor is not talking about human suffering in your community, human okay. suffering, and if and without okay. a doubt, human suffering in America is everywhere. looks black. Yeah, yeah. You know, from a systematic level and point of view, mm-hmm. systemic racism. No other community, right, has been enslaved in this country for over three hundred years, but black people. No other community had Jim Crow laws against it. Wow. For 50, 60 years, but black people. No other community had redlining against it or mass yeah. incarceration against it, but black people. So if your faith leader is not speaking to the needs of oppressed people in their community, then yeah. what is he talking about? Because that's what Jesus did. But what about those? Okay, evangelical churches have a tendency to find their way in our community to serve to serve our people. Uh-huh. And they they... They do a good job of coming over and providing services and whatnot, but they leave and they go back to all day to their neighborhood. I, yeah, and not necessarily. For me, it's like you're you're steady here, here, but you're not necessarily like let me show. Come on, let me show you how to do this on your own. Well, see, come back he, over here. Here's a, here's a situation I see. You got very few black black churches that do anything. The majority of black churches that I see don't do nothing. I'm just gonna tell you the truth. They don't do nothing in the community. I'm saying right here where we sit, I can walk to about seven or eight churches One, in this area. Two, 
There's one across the street. You got, you got right, there two over here. Two. Three, three, four, five, six, seven. I mean, I mean, oh, I, I got about Louise. seven in walking just within a block. In a block. And don't you know, even the one right across, directly across the street here, I don't even know who he is. Ain't never met him. He ain't never walked across the street and but, introduced himself. But, old, but I know I know the one up, both of my old churches. Yeah. But the one across the street, and I can shout his name, Eddie Davis over here. You don't even know who he is, do you? See? But I know who Little he is. He, 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 he He's one of Elmer Davis's uh, uh, brothers. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, and, but I know who he is. Cause he let us use the field across the street with the church on, you know. But the one across the street right here, see, check this out. One church do drums, you know. They do organ and drums and stuff over there, and across the street right here, they don't believe in it at all. They don't do it at all. Right. So it's like, who's right? Who's wrong? Right. But you have to do things in the community. So just think, if all these seven, eight churches right around me will get out and walk the neighborhood or feeding the homeless or have food pantries and clothing things going on or, or trying to donate or something like that. Something what, collectively. What, what collective? They could even, yeah, collectively get together and do stuff, you know, but they don't do it. You know what, Brother Eden, you hit on a, t- a touch of topic. Um, one of my members even raised to me, they said, Pastor, we were one church. Vernon, um, one place of worship, and God is blessed. We are not anything close to a mega church. We have less than two hundred members. I tell you, that's a lot. Um, it's it's less. It's closer to one hundred and two hundred. But it should be um, five hundred yeah, up in absolutely. there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It was during the heyday, during the Black Wall Street era, over a thousand. Yeah, yeah, thousand members. Yeah, we had yeah. put thousand plus. I mean, Vernon was like the place. Um, yeah, it was because my grandmother went there. That's right, and so. Um, they said if one church with less than 200 members can provide over 160,000 meals, what if we had five doing the same thing? Huh? You know, we could we could truly. What do you think? It, what do you really think it is, man? Do you think the churches are, have gotten complacent within their own section? I'm just going to take care of me. Rather than take care of we, I, yes, yeah. Short answer, yes. Long answer, I think that just take care of their congregations. What you're saying? Yeah, congregation. Oh. Just our church. We just gonna yeah. feed our church and our tithers who are tithing, mm-hmm. and we're just gonna be there because most of them I see they got fancy cars. You know what I mean? First lady look good. Kids look good. Everything. They live in nice homes and things like that. But a lot of them have a regular job too. Yeah, and some regular yeah. job. Yeah, I was gonna say mm-hmm. that. I think that it's a lot of different elements. One of them is there's been a mass exodus of black people from black institutions. We don't go to black schools. We don't patronize black banks, we black, black businesses. We don't even have a black and bank. We, and the church is also included in that ex- mass really? exodus of black folks. A black stuff. Okay, yeah. stop. You saying that people will? Oh wow! I I never yes. I never even thought people, about it that people, way. Black folks still going to church, but for so long we've been denied access to white, predominantly oh, white churches, okay. and now that the white folks are speaking to us now, oh wow! And now they're letting us be on their worship teams, and now they're wow. hiring our musicians. Now they even let some of us preach in their pulpits. You are seeing a mass exodus of black people to predominantly white churches. 
And the white people are saying to them, well, because, you know, race doesn't matter, so you feel welcome to come. My response to that is, if race doesn't matter, why do black people have to be the ones leaving their communities to go to your place? Right. Why Why is it it that white people, on the most part, do not patronize nor participate in anything where there is not a white person at the top? That's true. Think about that. That's true. Think about that. White folks do not participate nor engage in anything, for the most part, where white people are not at the top. They don't live in white cities. First of all, they don't live in cities where the mayor's not white. They don't let these kids go to schools where a superintendent or principal is not white. They're not going to a church. I don't care who the preacher is. I'm talking about who is actually over that place, who signs the checks. If that person is not white, they're more likely not to go. They're not going to go to bed. They're not going to patronize the Bobby Ean radio show. They, 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 they just don't do that. And that's the problem. But black people, we're almost conditioned to support everybody but us. Right. Go, and so when white people wow. say, well, the race doesn't matter. You feel free to come to our church. Why can't you come Coming to my church. To my church. You know, why can't you be under a black pastor? Not a black preacher, but a black pastor. Why can't you um, uh, come and support black businesses? Why? Okay, now that we have integration and civil rights bills passed, why we're free to go to their here. businesses. And yeah. that's great. And we have. And we do. But they don't reciprocate. Yeah, we do. Right. They don't reciprocate and come to our businesses. They don't right. reciprocate and come to our schools. They don't reciprocate right. and come to our churches. And right. so I think that's one big reason on why a lot of the predominantly black churches now are focusing on trying to almost look like the other churches, right? Mm-hmm. We're wow. trying to, be, a lot of us are trying to become Hollywood, unfortunately. Yeah, we are. And, wow. and so we don't really focus anymore on our community because we're trying to attract the same market. We want folks that's going to be able to tie. We're not trying to do homeless ministry because folks who need homeless, the folks who need food, they don't, don't have, have any money. money. Right. So, exactly. so, so we want to have ministries that are designed to attract the market we want to bring into the church for money. Yeah, wow. because Basically. we because we need money to compete with these mega churches, and that's that's a part of the problem. And so every now and then you have a church to say, you know what, forget it. Even though this ministry doesn't make us any money, it doesn't bring us any affluent members, we're gonna do it because God woke me up on month on Monday night and said, feed my people. But that's to your point. That's why a lot of times you don't see that. Because a lot of us are trying to keep the lights on, keep the bills paid, and we know in order to do that, we got to have members gotta have who have family jobs that can pay. Because our folk are leaving. That demographic and, of people. And the young people are not coming. They could. They're just going to another church. They're going to the mega churches. That's right. And the big big churches, you know, they're not coming to the their grandma's church yeah. and stuff no more. And we're losing our culture. Do you know how many young children now don't know what it is to be on the Easter program mm-hmm. or have a Christmas speech? They don't know nothing that we did. I did growing up every, every year. year right. I knew I was gonna get two new suits: one suit for the Christmas program, and one for Easter, and one, one for the Easter. And I was gonna have to learn my speech. Uh, my mama and grandmama had a switch mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many young children don't know don't know what the Easter speech is? No. Don't know what a Christmas program is. Because they don't, well, they, they, they don't, don't, they don't have these type of rehearsals. They, they don't believe in that. They don't believe They're in those type of pro. They, being around yeah. a lot of young people, they think it's too traditional. That's what they think, and so therefore they have a different outlet. You too old, mm-hmm. you know. I'm a Bob, Mr. Bobby. You old man, mm-hmm. you know. And they don't understand the values that old is good. You know what I mean? That 
A lot of that old school is good. That's right. And you need to incorporate that old school in your life. Yeah. That's why you where you're at right now. That's right. You know, because you haven't incorporated it. You lost that culture. That's right. You know? That's right. Uh, you know? I had never even thought about <laughs> what you're talking about. Really? Really? They're not coming to church? No, nah, they're not. Mm-hmm. And, they, and those that are, they're not coming to ours. Man. Uh, now, you know, they're not going to come to yours because they feel like it's really old. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, right, right. It's 1921 massacre. massacre church. That's a massacre and, church. And you know. know what, brother? And they have know. a target. You know, and I know you bring about a different kind of message than what they can even think about. That's right. And you know, But you don't know how right you are. But you know who I give more tours to? Who? The white community. Well, I'm pretty sure you do. They value our history. More than we do. More than we do. They always have. That's the crazy part. That's that's black people in general. Like we just what you said. That's an old church. We ain't trying to go by there. But the, while they leaving, guess who coming on Monday for a tour? Yeah, white folks. The white folks. We, See, we, we want to learn more about the white history. folks gonna come down on Greenwood and learn more history than a whole lot of black folks. No. Because we have black people coming from all over. No, no, no I'm not talking about the, I'm not talking about the people who come from out of town. I'm oh. talking about the people right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, who don't even know the history of Black Wall Street. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, you're gonna always have these people coming from Detroit, mm-hmm. Chicago, L.A. coming down there and want want to look around and see what Black Wall Street's mm-hmm. all. About. You're gonna have that, but the influx of people who live here Mama. in our community. Mama. Can't even tell you O.W. Gurley. They don't even know who that is. Mm-hmm. Dick Rowland. Mm-hmm. You can't even. They don't know the history mm-hmm. of that down off in there. You know, Vernon the church. Mm-hmm. They can't tell you mm-hmm. nothing about it. No. no. They they heard Greenwood. Yeah. So I. They, think but they don't know nothing about Greenwood. No. But it takes us educating. It's going to have. You to, know what I did one time. Educating. Here's what I did one time. I was down at the Apache Circle mm-hmm. down there. Janet got a restaurant right there. And me and Dean Finley was down there. That's and my was, guy, too. Tell him I said hello. I will. I'll tell him that. Dean's a good guy. And I told, uh, I saw some young people, four young teenagers walking in my direction as I was getting ready to go in there. And, I, you know, and I said, uh, I said, uh, I, this is how I get them. I say, y'all heard of the Gap Band? <laughs> That's what I said. They said, no, you never heard of the Gap Band. I said, y'all heard of Lil Wayne? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know who Lil Wayne is. Y'all heard of Cardi B? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know her. I said, but y'all ain't heard of the Gap Band? No, we ain't heard of the Gap Band. I say, she say, who is the Gap Band? I say, you dropped a bomb on me. They yeah. say, yeah, we heard that song. Outstanding. Yeah, we heard that. <laughs> I say, y'all heard of Charlie Wilson? Yeah, we know Uncle Charlie. Uncle Charlie. Charlie yeah. Uncle Charlie. I right. said, well, he's the one who did them old. He did them old songs like that. And they did that. And then I took that and I used it as a a go-to for Black Wall Street. Mm-hmm. I started saying Greenwood Arch and Pine Street. And then I laid it down. I said, y'all heard of Black Wall Street? One of them say, I think I heard a little something about that down there. Did you know they bombed Black Wall Street? Uh-uh. All of them did not know. Well, they did not know the history because we do not pass our history down. That's why your radio show, Brother Bobby, is so important um, and on so many levels, on so many levels. But because of just conversations like this and what you do, because you 
are native of Tulsa and you love Tulsa and you have generationally, your family has been here, you have that sense of history and appreciation that can be passed down and God has elevated your voice to being on the radio every day, right? And this show is so important. I don't know any other radio show that's having these types of conversations. Well, you know, it's been put on my heart to do this and thank you for that right there because we need to be able to get our information out there and we need to tell our stories our way, Mm -hmm. you know, and I need support from the community. They don't understand what we go through over here, you know, with paying bills and responsibilities and Mm -hmm. equipment failures and things like that. And we got to keep on being able to get this information out. People like yourself being able to come over and being able to, you know. Yeah. So um, I'm telling you before y'all do your Christmas list, Y'all need to remember Bobby Eaton Radio Show on your Christmas list. As much (laughs) as he blesses you all every day, and if you get any joy and excitement from his show, you need to make a send a little special Christmas card to Bobby Eaton. The mailman still works. I don't care what the president (laughs) says. Yeah, I'd like a uh, Christmas card. Be nice, you know. And he didn't even tell me to say that. You know, Uh, but seriously, (laughs) you know where his address is, and you know where the show is. Everybody know where this is at. And so, I mean, this is September, so you got time to put your pennies away, dig through your couch, and get all your nickels (laughs) and (laughs) dimes. Yeah. I want to go back to the um, the Equal Justice Initiative. Who, okay. who makes up the Tulsa Community Remembrance Coalition? There's a collection of individuals, organizations led by Dr. Tiffany Crutcher. She said she just, I saw a text. She said she was trying to call in. Too. Oh, okay. Um, oh, she's trying to call in? I don't know whether she's I didn't see her. I didn't see her number up here. Uh, tell her call in and press that one button. Okay. Um, but yeah, Chief Amashan with the African Ancestral Society, uh, Greg Robinson. Press that one button, y'all. Um, we got uh, several people. Just it's a counselor, Vanessa Hall Harper, mm-hmm. Christy Williams from the Great African American Affairs Commission, um, and we have white allies on there as well. People like such as uh, Good Brother Nate Morris and several other oh, folks, yeah. Um, yeah. who who are on there. Uh, members um, of Historic Vernon. Um, and just uh, several community members, Jabbar mm-hmm. Shumate and others who mm-hmm. are on this coalition uh, seeking to uh, make sure we remember right. um, the history, mm-hmm. our history, as Bobby E. just mentioned, that has been forgotten about for too long. Mm-hmm. Good, because I was reading, I, I had to blow up the small print. And I know about the Equal Justice Initiative and, and Brian, Brian He is the yeah. man. He okay. is. For those of you okay. in your audience that may not know him, if you've seen the movie Just Mercy or the book, uh, he is the one that Michael B. Jordan is portraying. Uh, Brian Stevenson is a uh, civil rights leader, icon, great mm-hmm. attorney, uh, who has gotten countless uh, African Americans out of prison. Right. Who mm-hmm. unjustifiably. Right. And I, right. I want to give a shout out to one of my members, and I think she's our local Brian Stevenson. Uh, Judge Sharon Holmes, who oh, Sharon. has oh, wow. gotten a lot of brothers out of prison who were locked up unjustifiably. Uh, wow. She has taken on the brunt of making sure justice is for all and that justice is blind. And of course, she, but when anytime you do right, you're going to have wrongdoers uh, trying to come at you. Uh, but she has stood strong in the test of time. Mm-hmm. And so as mm-hmm. Brian Stevenson has done for the country, uh, we're thankful that Judge Sharon Holmes, through her uh, position as judge has really sought to uphold justice, and when justice has not been served for us, she's helped release a few brothers from that's, prison. Mm-hmm. That's nice to know. 
That's nice that is know. right. I know yeah, she's yeah. an advocate, but mm-hmm. I didn't know. Oh she yeah, was, we love like, some sharing homes. Yeah, yeah. She's down. Yes, she right. is. Mm-hmm. She is. So when we go to elect people, My you know, because she had some somebody that ran against her, and it was just like one of those. Where did you come from? You won't find a better. That was um. Uh, what was his name? Oh, I can't think because they were in here. <laughs> really? Yeah, I can only. They were in here. They, both of them was in here. Okay. Yeah, and they were doing. They were dueling. Wow. Uh, young guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was his? I can't even think of his name now. Well, he didn't win. No, so. he did. Yeah. She <laughs> yeah. slaughtered him. Good. Right. Exactly. Was it Blake something? It's no, not, it's no. not even important. It's not even she important. won, and we need to keep her <laughs> mm-hmm. when, yeah. when that time keep her comes in up prayer. again. Yeah, because yeah. she's yeah. a wonderful judge. Yeah, yeah. she is. Yes, wonderful so. judge. But you know, this Senate race that's going to take place, uh, it's going to be a, a kind of a difficult role for Abby. Mm-hmm. But she, you know, we get out there and vote. If you know, if if to, our community votes, we could change this nation. We could. Every election, we are the wild card. Mm-hmm. If we just play it, if we use it, um, and I hope we do. They say we are the ones who elect the people. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, black people vote. Right. You know, right. And that's just that we got to make, make sure everyone votes and vote and, and, and register to vote. Right. Register Speaking to vote of registering to vote. vote, you can come over here and register to vote. We got voter registration right inside here. Right. Or you can go online and register to vote several ways. So it's no excuse for you not to, not to be able to, you know, to vote. Right. You that's know, right. every election, I'm always the first one in line <laughs> at the Rudisil <laughs> Library. I'm mm. the first one. I get there early, and I just watch the line just come behind me. Wow. You know, me and my son, we be early. We be the first ones in line. There. I think I'm going to try to do the early voting. They do it first thing in line. as early as Thursday. People, I'll be hollering at people down the, line, down the road. Hey, I y'all You know, get my vote in because people died and lost right. their lives. Right. So you can have that privilege to vote. That's right. You know, and you need to vote, yo, you guys. I'm hard on that one. You know. Some people say, Man, you don't need to they gonna mm. do what they wanna do anyway and they gonna all of that out it don't make no difference. You know, you get some negativity mm-hmm. happening too, but uh you need to vote. You do. You need to go out there and do it. Because I don't wanna hear your mouth about topics concerning us and our community and stuff and you haven't voted. You just talking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, people will do that. They will. They be talking about Trump. They be talking about Inhofe. They be talking about everybody. And they ain't voted to they even try even to vote. get them out. They don't even vote. Don't even and vote. you got some so-called religious folk who don't believe in vote. Yeah, they, the religious folk. Yes. They don't even believe in yes. voting. Yes. yes. Know, I got my various reasons. They don't want to participate in anything that the government does. They That's right. They tell Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they don't it's do not, it at all. It's not all Jehovah. Ooh, Jehovah yeah, majority of them, but, don't. but it's some other people too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it's other people in general. It's yeah. Some other, it's some other yeah. ones, like you say, they yeah. hung up on religious doctrine. Yeah, yeah. You they know, don't church and state, and you know what I mean, and yeah. stuff like that. But they, but they the same ones that cast a social security check. 
Right. <laughs> you don't believe from in the, the government. government. You don't believe in the government. But yeah. I'm gonna get cash this you yes, don't cash that check. You don't believe in the government, but you drive on government roads. That's right. Government streets, government roads, the government schools. Paying government taxes. That's right. You know what I mean? So I'm going to get my check. And all of that. <laughs> Run you me my check. But you don't believe in votes. You better go take it behind to the polls. <laughs> oh, man, it's crazy, you know. It's a crazy mentality, man. It yeah. is. You know, when you really think about it, it's like people got hang-ups about a lot of And a lot of it is that old slave mentality, too, yeah, that lives gonna, on today. I was going to say, that's what, that's what I think a part of the problem with our relationships are. You know, that that, that trauma that we know in, on the plantation, how they just kept dividing up our families. Um, and how black women had to be strong um, because they, they, had to were, be, they were in the forefront. They were taught they could not depend on black people or their husbands. That's true. They could, right. They it, raised their nope. boys to be weak, mm-hmm. right? And so they raised their girls to be strong. And that's why that's I not slavery. Well, you know, that's you, right now. you know, you know, it passed down. Yeah, passed yeah. down. You know, the it master. A lot of times, he would go to Big Mama. Yeah. And give her all the instructions for John and Sam and them to do the work. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't go to them. He no. go to Big Mama, and Big Mama come out there with that rag on her head, and she would disperse <laughs> that information yeah. to them brothers. You know, that's right. The so, say, "Y'all got to do so and so," and that's the way that, it was. That was then, and and now, it, it, it okay, ri- it rides over it, right it to this rides day. Over to this right day. to this day, the same thing. We raise our from slavery. Slavery. Today, mothers only, raise their children. They, we we raise our daughters, no and we love. You don't need no man. Where did that come? Where did that, that come from? from? You don't plantation. need it, no man. It, it, comes, came from the plantation. it comes from your man gets snatched up in the middle of the night and he's hanging up his strange fruit. Okay? Now you out there with five or six kids and you on your own, so you got to try to do it on your own. I think that... Uh, or it comes from your man thinks he's supposed to have two women. He got one down the road, got one up the road, and y'all the in the middle. Thing. No, because they're doing the same time. thing no, today. No, black no. men were they are doing the same. So we we had right. the master took us to different women. That's right, right. he to, did. To, right, like how we breed cows and bulls. Right, exactly. he used us they, the same they way. Took us, and so same if you, way. If you married to a man and you seeing the master take him to all brothers strong as a stud Big to go buck. and impregnate other folks. Man, they had this slavery. They had breeding. Market. It was they breeding ground. Sex right. forms. Yeah, yeah sex forms. Breeding ground. And they had Virginia, folks Virginia put bags over, over their, their heads. So that's where the term MF came from. Right, right. MF. Right. You and know, you were having sex with your mama. With your mama. You didn't know that. You didn't even you know. You did no, didn't even that. know. And nasty. Impregnated. That's what they did. But that was the mindset of the people that forced folks to do that. And so to this so day, the you thing, have men thinking that they're a man based on the number of women that they, can they sleep pregnant. with. Because that's yeah. that's how we've always judged what that's it takes to be a man been. and successful mm-hmm. man. You know what? And we would we would praise the guys who had all the women. That's right. Oh, boy. He, boy, he, uh, you know. That ain't right. That's no, mental. No, it's not. No, that's it's not mental. right. It's not right. You know? So, that's mental. So. Yeah. We gotta grow. We gotta grow. They say and we gotta grow. It's, 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 it's it's we got to make change. As long as, as long as it's breath in your body, there's you can change. Opportunity to change. Yes, absolutely. Opportunity. So, and that's what it's all about. Pastor Turner. Man, thank you. Thank you, man, for taking time out of your busy schedule, because I know your schedule is busy. You my guy. You know what I mean? And we're going to always get you in here. Yes, sir. You know, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a relative. It's a family affair. Yeah. And, you know, continue on, man. You guys stop by. Vernon AME Church on Sunday mornings, Wednesdays, or during the week, you know, and participate in their food giveaways and all that they're doing out here in the community. 
and just, you know, be of support. You know, go on by and tell a family member, tell a friend. All right, man, it's been just a, it's been good. Yes, sir, indeed. I like your initials, B-E. B. <laughs> B. Okay. Hey. Be awesome. That's all good right here. Be wonderful. That's you. All right, man. Hey, we're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, uh, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, call in. I'm going to give you guys my email address. So if y'all got any ideas or people want to be on the show, inbox me on Facebook. Become a member or something. Go to KBOB 89.9. Uh, just so many ways to contact. I'm gonna give you guys my personal so- cell phone number. I'm throwing out the personal again. I've had it. Uh, you say what? I want your girlfriend getting us. What girlfriend? <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I'm still looking. You know, and cook. Yeah, right. And cook. That's why you ain't got <laughs> nobody. They, they got to cook. You know, they got to be able to cook. You can't cook. You can't do nobody eating. That's all right. I like a good meal now. What they say, the way to a man's stomach is what? The way to a man's heart Heart is through his stomach, right? right. And that's so true. Get your brother. Get you you that heart attack. Yeah, get that heart attack. Well, okay. We're going to talk about that one. All right. Until the next time, peace and blessings. Hey, and stay black. What's up, y'all? This is Charlie Wilson. And hey, Bob, 89.9 FM, Bobby Eaton Show.